Welcome to another episode of Blackboard Road Podcast. You're joined here with me, Ainsley. And also with me, Kieran. Oh, I was about to say where, where we are, weren't we? Yeah, so yep. hold on. So you're joined by me, Ainsley, in London. <laughs> and you're joined by me, Kieran, in a far, far away land called Newcastle. Far, far away land called Newcastle, yes. How have it, how have it been? How's it going? Uh, I'm not too bad. I'm actually all right. I don't think, I've spoken to you recently, but not like properly, properly. Um, I've started a new job a couple of days ago. And the most important thing is I'm out of call centre hell. Thank Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's doing a lot for my uh, mental well-being, I think. Yeah, like it's only been a few days and I've already seen improvement. Like my last shift was Saturday gone and already a massive weight's been lifted. So I'm happier than I was a week ago. How are you? <laughs> Um, how long were you in this uh, in the call centre for? Six months. Um, so to be fair, so I think people listening, you'll know that me and Ainsley, we knew each other from school. But we kind of like re met in life um, at a call centre job back mm-hmm. in twenty fourteen. I think when you joined um, the job, we both while it was good socially, we hated the actual work. And um, when I left there, I don't know about you, but personally, I vowed never to set foot in the call centre again. Uh, <laughs> wasn't I was there for a year and a half, and um, I felt murderous at times when I was there. But at the start of this year, I was job hunting, and it, was, it got to a point of you find anything now, so you can pay your bills and stuff. So I found myself once more talking to the unwashed masses over the phone, which uh, wasn't for me. But, uh, but, uh, you know, our God is a good God and I have been delivered. So there we are. I think that, like, so the call centre we worked in, I mean, as far as I've worked in two call centres before, and the first one was just little hell on earth, man. Like, <laughs> it was so bad that, you know, like, it was in a, a certain part of Birmingham, Castle Vale. Right. And, um, if of those of people who don't know Birmingham, Castle Vale is just trash, basically. It's like, <laughs> it's it happiness goes to die. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anyone smile in Castle Vale before. And um, there was like, there was barely any buses at all that, that, that went to the area. So it was like a company that owned, um, that owned like these series of buildings and they put on like minibuses from the centre of Birmingham every hour to get there. So no matter what time your your um your shift started, you had to make sure that you were there. You were there like yeah to get the minibus to take you there. Mm-hmm. And you know you get when like you get you like you see the building, you're going towards it, and you like your chest starts burning, man. Mm, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's what yeah that's what it was like, and yeah it was horrible. But then um. We met in a different call centre in one in what, what what kind of industry is it? It's like travel, travel, yeah, in the travel but industry. Not, not glamorous travel though. Like think of the lower end of travel. <laughs> 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 we met there. So compared to that, it was like a relative safe haven. But like, no matter which call centre you work in, man, it could be like the plushest one. It could be the worst one. Like you're still gonna, they're still gonna be soul destroying after a while. Like having to talk to general public for eight hours a day, it's just not it. It's not it at all. Yeah, even the customers were mostly quite nice. Where I just was as well. It was for like for like a small savings bank. Um, most were nice. Sometimes they weren't. But anyone who knows me is that I 
you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a quiet person, but I can only talk for so long. And then after that, it's just, no, I don't want to speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're getting paid to do that, the ad, all the admin shit we did there was fine, actually. Um, some of the managers were annoying, but you expect that a call centre, just the whole, you know, you feel guilty if you want to go outside for a quick break or something. You think, oh, you know, there's calls coming in. It just, it just wasn't for me, man. And the pay was shit as well. Just, like, I was thinking, I'm slaving away at this place and just broke every month still. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're the they're the um the first line of the Kanye West song, but it's like um I've been working this grave shift and I ain't made shit. Have you seen him live? Once, I saw him live in um Gastonbury 2015. Oh, I forgot he had lines that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it was when like he got on like a cherry picker. And that mm-hmm. was then that cherry picker was like going up like right over the right over the crowd. Was that also when he um I saw bits of it on um BBC. Is that when he also tried to cover um Bohemian Rhapsody? Was it yeah, that's... yeah, that was the same, yeah, same one. And when he said that he was like the greatest rock star alive or something like that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> <True carny>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, like I said, like just working in a call center, he's just like it's like he's just so soul destroying. Like, I feel like you only have a certain amount of time within you, and then mm. you need to like start like just move on because it just like saps your soul, and especially doing like you doing like shift work, yeah, and working weekends like doing like 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. shifts, man, that we need to do the. Yeah. Where, where I just came from, it wasn't it wasn't awful, but you, you rotated from each week. So you'd do a week of 8-4 and a week of 9-5, week of 10-6 and a week of 11-7. Because um, either I have to get up so early that I'm just tired, even though it was working home and I didn't have to commute. Or you're finishing at 7 and it's like a really beautiful day and you can see my bedroom now on the camera. Um, I don't have like, win- my windows are internal, so they, just, they look onto the living room rather than outside. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have such lovely weather and I'll just be stuck all day in front of the computer, in here, answering calls. But um, it's behind me now, so... Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Since you were working from home, like, how did they, like, how did they check up on you? Like, you know, like, at other mm-hmm. ones, that they always, like, measure your, like, productivity or, like, a demon from another place I worked that called it. How did, they, how did they do that when you were working from home? Well, they can, we always take the phone calls through the um, computer. There's uh, some software. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they could measure, like, your sort of average handling time. They could measure how much time you spent on the phone all together in that day. And then we did admin tasks as well, because we're a bank. So there's all sorts of things to process, uh, whether someone's changing a bank account or um, opening new accounts. But you're supposed to be doing admin between calls. And that was part of hate, because you'd be, you'd, be you'd be doing something, then you, then you have to stop because a call comes through. And it's like mm-hmm. going back and forth, back and forth. So you get measured on your on your phone time, and you get measured on um, any admin tasks you complete. Because I was I was, I was only there for six months. Um, in the first few months, they were quite nice, saying, "Oh, you know, no one needs to be up to target. We're not expecting to work fast." And then you know, there comes that point though, with unannounced, someone's like, "Oh, you're not working fast enough." After mm-hmm. telling you not to worry about your speed, mm-hmm. but um, it was done like that. I had a few meetings where I had to that's the black way of why my productivity was so low on a particular day. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why it was so low because the World Cup was on. So after not the World Cup, <laughs> Euros were on, and I was working until seven. So I think England yeah. were playing at five. I was like, well, obviously at five o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. the iPad's going on in the background, and no one called in because everyone's watching the match. Um, 
but I was the athlete oh why didn't get much done yesterday I was thinking because of matches on that I don't actually I didn't obviously didn't say that I'm thinking you put two and two together like I'm not going to go into detail like you know can we just leave it please and just let it let it be come on <laughs> what did you say to them hmm? I think I said I just hadn't been feeling so well um I didn't want to say that I was sick and go home because I still want to do my part I just felt there's some bullshit like that it went right, like, okay yeah pal. I wasn't feeling I was feeling a bit under weather but like I didn't want to let the team down or that. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Really, I was, who will be playing then? That was when we played. Ooh, I can't remember, but it was a weekday at 5 pm um, mm-hmm. for the knockouts. I'm still, I'm, I think I'm finally over the Euros. It was a big blow. Um, really, I was like, obviously, because I'm, I watch football here and there. I'm not like a hardcore, hardcore football fan, but with that, um, it was just, it just so desperately sad. I think because we lost to Italy as well. I've always hated the Italian football team, always. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway. I mean, I'm over it now. At the <laughs> time, it fucking burned. It was like, yeah, it really burned. It was absolutely awful. Um, I think because everyone was building up towards it, I was very apprehensive we'd even get to the final from the beginning and all the way through. We were doing better and better. I was still thinking we're not playing well enough. Then. And all in my mind, I was thinking, well, we're either going to meet France, Spain, or Italy in the final, um, mm-hmm. and I don't fancy our chances against any of those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, because we came so close, and Italy was a team I just absolutely hate. Um, and then I think I told you at the final, I was watching it um, with one of my flatmates who's not really into football. And you know, if, oh, I don't understand sex. You know, the whole stereotype about you know some girls that don't watch football and you watch it with them. And asking dumb questions like, oh, who's he? Who's he? Or the commenting on them, how good looking one of the particular Italian players is. Yeah. I was thinking, like, the final, like, you know, I want rampant nationalism or nothing else. Like, we don't, <laughs> don't want to be like complimenting the enemy at all. Because even like the penalty she touched, still making these comments. And obviously, I want to keep the peace now. So I'm, I'm oh, no, thinking, not doing, right? yeah, not doing the penalty, not doing the penalty shoot. Yeah. I think, like, okay. in all of the games, in all of the games, <laughs> I would welcome that. Could that kind of like, if you answer the question, that, that means that they can actually get into it a bit more rather than yes. just like have it on, like have it on in the background while you're, well, like the men or like the football fans, like on like by the team and everybody else are just like chilling, just having, just having a good time. If everyone's yeah. like is as involved in the game, then it's a better experience for everyone. I guess. But, but yeah, the final isn't the time to ask them questions. Right? I was like, when you're 10, you know? I was vexed. And when we lost, obviously, like uh, me and the other flatmate. We're both in fairly sombre mood. Yeah. And she was still like, you know, quite chipper and thinking, your heart's not in this man, what's go away, man? Like, <laughs> it was aggravating to watch them, like, you know, because it's it's I honest, I think growing up I watched football like occasionally and still and now it's I watch it a bit more frequently. But I think I, even when I didn't feel it, I understood why it was a big disappointment if a team wins, especially if it's something on a big, big stage, international mm-hmm. stage. But having someone there, like, you know, just who wasn't affected by the events and who felt very blase about everything and was, um, oh, what did you say? Oh, Ainsley, get ready for the bullshit, man. So, obviously, we were one up quite early on. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's there saying she wanted Italy to score. And I was like, what? She goes, oh, I want Italy to score. Um, obviously, I want us to win, but I want Italy to score because it adds more drama to the game. <laughs> I'm thinking... And it took all my self-control to just say, you don't understand sports, like, because <laughs> I could be voicing any kind of support for the other team. It's not about drama. We just want to, be, we want to make sure we do as well as possible. It's not about the other team either. But for her to be saying, I want them to score, for her to be saying, oh, that such and such a player has got a really nice face and blah, blah, blah. 
I'm just like, oh fuck off, man. Please. No, you can do that, man. You can do that in like, like I said, in like the neutral games. Like, um, yeah. like my my boyfriend, for instance, like doesn't watch football at all, and like, or um, my cousin's girlfriend or someone like that who doesn't really watch the game because like I watch football, but I'm not like I'm not gonna try and beg it and say like I'm um. I'm like one of the biggest fans or whatever. I support Aston Villa. I go to a couple of home games this season. I don't really know how well and poorly we're doing. But like, I made a decision actually. I think it was after Villa got relegated. After Villa got relegated from the Premier League. And uh, the way like, the way my heart was hurting, I was like, I'm never, I'm never going to let a football team, like a, a mm. few people I don't know, affect my mood this much ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but your cousin's funny though, because he's like Villa through and through. Like a die, like die hard, like die hard. <laughs> he's the colours of Villa. Um, but oh, speaking of which, um, how have how was uh, Grealish leaving to go to Man City? How has that affected everyone? Because it can't be nice. I th- I felt it was inevitable, but to see it actually happen and see him wearing like different colours, I was like, yeah. oh, wow, this is a big deal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was genuinely. Though we were all together, so there was me and my two cousins, and we're we're all three of us are Villa fans, and we were all together when like the like fun that that like the the ink had dried on the um on the deal, and like and the press mm-hmm. conference had was had, and the photo up was done, and it was genuinely like someone had died, like like <laughs> when the family had died, and we were like we were in the pub to drink to their memory. That that was what the, that was what the um what the emotions were like. <laughs> See, I feel conflicted because I, I should be a Villa fan because I literally, it's my local stadium in Brump. Uh, it's like five minutes down the road. I think we went, to, well, I've, I've not, never been to a match of this, but we, we went to the stadium a few times growing up because our school was by them as well. Um, but you know me, I, I kind of like Chelsea just because of the roster. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I should be committing to a team out of duty and just I'm sticking with it so um, I'm going to try and watch more as usual I always miss the first week of the Premier League it always sneaks up on me I know it starts in August but then it's usually Saturday evening and I'm thinking oh shit it's the first day and I've missed all these matches but, you're um, blaming me like, you, you're saying that the, the um, this particular person it's not just the one person though, but no, but you're dragging no, you're dragging this, this person because basically she was more, like, she was more interested in like, how the players look than the actual game <laughs> When mm. I swear your allegiance, your allegiances change between like like one person was it Ross Barkley? Exactly. Yeah, like your allegiance change, changes whenever he changes. I I liked following what games he was in because you know I find him a very interesting person. So <laughs> find him an interesting person. What do you even know about him? It's from Way Wave Tree in Liverpool. He is I want to say twenty six, going twenty seven, something like that. Um, he started off at Everton for the youth team uh, and went to the senior team. Uh, then he joined Chelsea, I want to say 20, 2018, I think he joined Chelsea, or 2017. Um, then he was loaned to Villa last year. This is wild. He, this literally is had, wild. Can you, name, can you name anyone else? Can you name another player, another Everton player? Everton. Oh, but, um, but things. I started watching Premier League in 2018, though, and he moved to Everton. He moved from Everton. Well, actually, Everton. Richarlison, Sigurdsson. Um, I know Everton people. Who else is there? Obviously, Pick Pickford. Pickford's still with him, isn't he? Yeah, the goalkeeper. Um, but I don't really follow Everton like that, though. 
And like I said, when I was aware of Ross Barkley, it's probably more towards his Chelsea days. Well, that's the point. That's the point I'm making. That like you're reading off all these facts without without this one person. <laughs> I, I think it's an interesting individual, Andy. That's why. But um... yeah, you don't think it's interesting the individual. You just fancy him. I don't know what you mean, Anthony. <laughs> have you ever discussed before on the podcast that like how we have just literally the most differing taste in men that they've ever been before? I think have we met? Have, no, we haven't. I don't think we have spoken about it because it never ends well. Because yeah, all... <laughs> <laughs> but um, about... well, I was going to talk about Love Island, but um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go on then. Okay. Go on then. Right. So I know you have not really been watching too tough this year, and I haven't in places as well. But I didn't want to talk about um. The wild, wild behaviour that has been exhibited <laughs> this season of Love Island, which, as you know, I've kind of gone off the show because it's, I feel like it's boring, it's past its prime, it kind of needs to be shaken up, and it would be, I think, I, it'd be better in a different TV channel's hands. But, so have you, have you watched it recently? Have you seen what Faye's been like? So I watched, um, basically, Kieran and I are in a group chat with because they're the same one that we mentioned like all the time. And I, I don't watch Love Island, but the two of you do. And whenever it's like around episode time, there's literally like 50 texts. 50 <laughs> texts about this one, one thing. And there was an episode um, where, as far as I can tell, there, there was like a pub, was it a public vote or was it just, um, was it just down to the Islanders? But this week? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was Islanders' vote. So they every couple had to pick two couples they found the least compatible, and then whichever couples had the most votes would be up for elimination and would face a public vote. Mm-hmm. So you know it happens every season. It's pretty mundane in my head, um, but due to one crazy woman in the villa, it turns <laughs> into this big, big, big deal. Um, well, I think people, I think most people know who's listening to, but. Uh, this particular contestant, she found by process of elimination, she worked out who had voted for her and her partner as the least compatible. And these were people that she considered to be friends. And so she went off in a big tirade against them and like sat down and wanted to know why. And she's saying that everyone had been fake. And like, you know, I thought you were my friends and all this time you thought I wasn't compatible with my partner. Um, and it's just a bit silly, really. I think anyone who has seen Faye already, they'll know that she is, um, well, let's be honest, she's not a stable person. Um, I think there are concerns about I don't know how she passed the screening team get into the get into the villa because she's a bit fragile, I think. So it's a typical case of someone who's quite aggressive and quick to flare up. And they're seemingly tough, but it's actually because they're quite sensitive and because they're quite, you know, they can't really take credit. Exactly insecure, I think that's what I'm looking for. Um but I'm just I'm just getting annoyed with this season because the producers have kept this contestant in for entertainment, I would imagine. But where really, I think if it was actually an interesting series across the board, across all contestants, they would have removed her by now. And I, I just think with the episode like, well, with the program like Love Island, which has had a few suicides of past contestants and of, or a previous presenter, which you can probably argue aren't directly linked to the show, but it's had people associated with the show who have you know committed suicide and had mental health problems. You'd think that IT would be walking on eggshells to make sure that this doesn't happen again. 
mm-hmm. and making sure people are protecting the villa so that while we know it's a, a reality TV show and you want people you want people to be acting organically and not putting on a front or anything, it needs to be in such a way that they're not going to be in a situation where they're going to come outside and be hated by the public or not be ready for the outside world because of how they've been acting inside the villa. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's been done with the Love, Love Island. So I'm not happy with ITV. I'm not happy with the contestant question because I, I do think she's just a, a, a terrible, terrible human being. You can um, say her name, you know. Oh, it's Faye, yeah. Um, I keep I don't know why I keep saying that, but Faye, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who, oh, I just don't know where to start anything. I'm just, I, I don't understand this woman is living rent-free in my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for her to <laughs> someone. I don't even know. I'm <laughs> just watching them on the screen. But I've had enough. It ends next week. I think I think it's been a crap season, but I've still watched it anyway. But I just I, the behaviour has just been too wild, and, and it's the fact. No one. The main thing in my head is that in this villa, it's clear that people don't like her. Or sorry, obviously people like her, but it's clear that they're so scared that they can't tell her about herself, mm-hmm. and she's got no one in there to bad her up, and that's the part mm-hmm. that annoys me because you know you, you know you see someone just acting stupidly. Mm-hmm. But no one will speak up and, and tell them they're being an idiot because she is so, you know, she's a very strong character. Mm-hmm. And from a, watching as, as a spectator, is, it's just very, very frustrating. So, as you know, I, ha- I have really not been watching um, Love Island. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, the only episode I have watched is ones where, like, she's had, she's her, she hasn't been in control of her temper. So then that being, so this episode I watched when she was arguing with like, who was it? Liberty and Jake mm. and Kaz and Tyler because they both were going towards my friend and all that, all that rubbish. <laughs> and then the one before that was that episode when, um, when they watched like, watched their partners on screen and mm. Teddy, her man, was to, was talk about how he was attracted to Clarice, a different a different islander, and all of that. And after seeing that, I just think it, it just made it just so unpleasant to watch. Faye seemed like just a deeply unpleasant person to be around. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Deeply unpleasant. That's exactly that's exactly how I would describe it. <laughs> like, I like what I'm trying to see as. I mean, objectively as possible. Obviously, like, I haven't been watching every episode, so I don't know what way she is. You're not missing that much, but yeah. Uh-huh. The only episodes I do see is when she's, when she's acting up, when she's moving mad. And you seem like the kind of person that, like, if you knew her, like, day to day, you'd get along with her, she'd be fine. But on the back of your mind, you always think to yourself, oh, like, I, I need to watch what I say around her because she's going to start, mm-hmm. like, and she's going to start flaring off. Yeah. And the way she was talking to Teddy... To yeah. um to the guy in the island that was just disgust was just disgusting. It was disgusting. Um, you don't again, talk to people that way. Yeah, you don't talk to people that way. I'm sure people would have known if anyone was listening, but she started ranting and raving and shouting, and she's ranting about Teddy to other people. But obviously, he was clearly in earshot, and so he was trying to approach her to calm her down and just to have a, a conversation. And she's just screaming at him, saying, "You're a little boy. You're a fucking idiot. This and that." It was going on and on and on. And there's at one point, she started beefing everyone in the villa. Anyone who tried to calm her down, she had smoke for. But yeah. none of the girls tried to calm her down. And I saw criticism saying that, oh, you know, the girls are her friends. Why? And they're telling her that she's, you know, acting inappropriately. I think because they're terrified of her. 
because she isn't she's intimidating i um, you know i've got there's me and like you know she's on a different she's in a different country and i feel intimidated through the screen she yeah. is scary <laughs> but, um but this is the thing like i don't understand why not why she wasn't removed from the villa um i don't she hasn't been held to a to account enough for my liking uh, that episode got nearly twenty five thousand outcome complaints of which one of them was one i submitted that's the first time in my life. Yeah, okay. I, I went to proper. I went to Karen mode. Like it was the first, <laughs> the first times. Well, the, the first time I made a complaint about a TV show because it was um, it's it's weird because in a sick way it's entertaining, but also it's 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 uncomfortable to watch. Um, and I'm just surprised it was even aired. I reckon. In, I reckon there would have been a lot of it that wasn't aired. You know, like a lot of what was said between yeah. them would not have been aired. Oh, and for sure. I reckon. That like after it happened and the public blowback from that, I reckon that the producer would have got him, would have stepped in and had a conversation with her. I've heard she was told to apologize, mm-hmm. but that was a few years after what had happened, and the apology was robotic to me. And she was apologizing because she was told to apologize. It was clear before we even heard the rumors that the producer t- had told her to apologize. Mm-hmm. It was obvious because. It didn't feel sincere to me, and she mm-hmm. and like someone I saw a really brilliant tweet on it. Someone said she apologized as if she was doing a favor to Teddy by apologizing, as in like you know she's apologizing because she has to, but should really she shouldn't actually need to apologize because she wasn't actually in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, now up until this point, I had sympathy for Teddy, but Teddy took her back. Um, anyone listening, Teddy is black, Faye is white. Um, I don't know if that's particularly relevant, but. I do not understand how Teddy went back to her. I don't think that issue was particularly... Well, I think they've ironed out between themselves, obviously, but at the same time, anyone looking thinks um, a big bust-up like that, how can you come back from that with someone you've only known for a few weeks as well? Mm-hmm. If that's not a red flag, like the flag, you know, the flag's literally on, fly, on fire. Yeah. Like how, <laughs> how, uh, how, do you see, how do you see that happen when someone talks to you like that in front of everyone in the village, in front, you know, on national TV as well, and think, yeah. oh yeah, we, we can work things out and smooth things over. Yeah. Um, and I've seen recently, I think I feel like Teddy is becoming like her as well, especially watching the recent episodes. Mm-hmm. So I don't have time for any of them. Either of Here's them a good rather... question. Here's a good question for you, Kieran. Have you ever been in a situation with someone like a potential significant other where they've acted that way? Or have you been in one where you've acted that way? Not like significant other. I have had friends like that though. Really? Where, yeah. Well, not as in like not abusing me, but I thought they have been overreacting situations, flying off the handle, being unpleasant, just doing way too much, mm-hmm. and I've been too scared to tell them that they need to calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't directed at me specifically, but they were. I was in their company, so to the, to someone observing, it looked like I'm kind of agreeing with them, but I'm thinking, no, you're completely wrong. Like you're going about this the wrong way. I've definitely been mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I think, as we know, I think obviously the dynamic with Faye is between her and like the, her friends and her girls, for example. But it can be when someone's that volatile, it can be difficult to to even bring up the subject because you think you're just going to get, you know, just cussed out. Well, yeah. Well, um, I see that <laughs> um, <laughs> there's um, a podcaster, um, Tolly T, she's um, from the Receipts podcast. And I think it was her, it might have been someone else who tweeted that, like, when someone's moving mad, you need someone to be, to be bad enough to move madder, basically. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
this is what Faye needs because the approach of people trying to speak so rationally. So I think Teddy tried it. Um, Bob on me. Dale tried it. Um, like they tried try to like, you know just get to try and get to see reason. Yeah, but it wasn't the approach. She needs someone screaming in the face, and she reeks of someone who she's not had someone to. She's not been her energy's not been matched throughout her life. And I think that's why she feels she can carry on in the way. But I don't think she's particularly bad. I know much more people that could like you know chew her to pieces and spit her out. But in that villa, there's no one that can match her, her madness. Just, yeah. Um, it's... I, to me, that comes like that comes from a place of like of insecurity and like just some, like what she saw on that just like triggered like just like triggered her basically. So it stepped on just a huge insecurity. But like she's a, she's a grown person now. She's at a big enough age where if that happens once to you, once to you, that's when you need to do some real deep um, deep evaluation. Of yourself mm-hmm. and what's going on yeah. um i'll tell you kids i have acted some um not i don't think it's as bad as as faye was because mm. i wasn't screaming and shouting at someone or swearing at them but i have been like that before i have been in a situation like that before with uh with a partner you were the aggressor were you oh the aggressor yeah oh, i mean like <laughs> pardon <laughs> <laughs> to be honest like the here like the what happened the ins and outs of it isn't really important like, Are you um, sure? Even, right, well, yes. I barely remember it because, like, I've been drinking, which is um, how every story starts, of course. I'd had yeah. quite a bit to drink. And a person I was seeing at the time, we were just, like, in just, like, a really, really bitter argument. An <laughs> argument that, like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't usually have. And I was, like, getting hit off. We were arguing. We were, like, in an Uber arguing. Oh god, the poor driver! Like the poor driver. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I like, I like stormed off and like just went home and left them in the centre of town, our centre of London, I should say. Mm. And after that had happened, like after I'd told like the next day, I just realised that you know what, something is wrong, and that's like one of the things that really made me try and, and seek help for my mental health because I'd never acted that way before, I mm. never acted that way since. And of course, you can like you can always make like make the excuse that like oh someone might have driven you to certain points or might have said something, but you need to be taken some accountability for your actions. Yeah, because it was you that turned up at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. And that was like that was the big thing that that really let me know that that something's not right here. Mm-hmm. And it's what kind of made me want to seek like some help in my mental health after that because that's not the like. You, I've, I've never, I've never acted that way before or since. So you took some, you know. So you self-reflected and you took accountability, mm-hmm. as you should have added. This is yeah. what's missing from Faye Winter in the Love Island villa. Yeah, um, it is. But this is someone who's not. I think there's obviously a pattern of doing that in life, mm-hmm. and I can think of one friend in particular who they're nowhere near as bad as Faye, but I see the similarity where I feel like no one's checked them or they have such a vicious temper. If I know a few people, that's what we're talking about. I know, I know a few people. They have such a vicious temper that it's easier for people who have to deal with them on the, in the short term. It's just easy to not say anything or yeah. to let them let it blow over because you know that it's just going to create more aggro for yourself by telling them about themselves because it's that unreasonable and that aggressive. Yeah, and that's and it's really sad to watch it from outside the villa because it's it. I can't really blame other contestants because it takes a lot to you know to confront someone like that for sure. And like I said, it is easy to just not say anything. But mm-hmm. 
it's just she's moving with impunity and no one you know I, I don't think she hasn't been held to account mm-hmm. and it's, it's just not nice to see someone she's going to get a rude away when she leaves this when she leaves that villa she's going to get a rude awakening she's going to struggle because you can see how deeply insecure she is anyway yeah and this is people that she knows and she's been living with i'm thinking when she comes out and sees all the comments made on social media um and you know what's bad thing i don't even i don't even feel sorry for her because i think yeah. she's that unpleasant but at the same time from a if I'm if I try and be objective, I think for anyone, regardless of how they've acted on a reality TV show, if you've been sealed off in the outside world for that long, you come out and you find out, you know, you're you are hated. Mm-hmm. Um she's gonna struggle. So we'll have to see how that pans out. And I think Love Island, you know, have to take some responsibility for that because after that argument with Teddy, she shouldn't have been in there. I think that yeah. this, there were signals from before that she had that she was really hot headed and, and hot tempered and maybe blew things out of proportion. But There'd be nothing to the point where you think, you know, get this person off on TV screen. But with that argument with Teddy, who actually I know I've said before, I think he's an idiot as well. I got this argument, but um, I, I was it, it it caused such a furious reaction to how she treated him in that episode. Mm-hmm. And we all know if it was a man talking to, to anyone like that, they would have been taken out of the villa. Or if like, could you imagine if Cav had been going on the way that Faye went on? Exactly. I think. Could you imagine? If I reflect, I think if Kaz had been going on the way fared, she wouldn't have been removed from the villa, but there would be campaigns. Out by now. Yeah, there'd be campaigns. It would be all over the news, all over social media. With Faye, it was people spoke about it for a few days and it blew over. And then mm-hmm. even at the beginning, when it was still in, in you know, it was, it was still very much being talked about everywhere over social media over that weekend, because it was a Friday's episode. Um, there were people just trying to come up with reasons why she was like that talking about it's about trauma I'm thinking sorry do you know her personally you can't say yeah. it's trauma <laughs> yeah. it could very well, no it's true it could very well be a case that she's just, that's just how she is everyone has things they've dealt with from childhood or things they've dealt with growing up but you know it gets a certain age of 26 you know you're not adult yet 18 is technically adult but I think adult real 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 adult starts about 25 surely she's 26 years old yeah um, you can't excuse it mm-hmm I'm, and I'm sick of seeing, and we know why people make excuses for her. I'm, I can't I mean, I'll go into it in detail. We know why people make excuses for her, but it's just irritating seeing it over and over again that so much is so much grace is extended to her. Um, what to what to white women? But it's just, I don't know, it's just infuriating to watch that people, people will make excuses. Um, they'll try and deflect blame from her and say that it's actually, you know, she had every right to be angry, blah, blah, blah. And I'm tired of it. And it's it's her that will lose out again because she she won't be able to cope. She's not a tough person. I think mm-hmm. even someone can rant and rave and scream and like have show all this bravado, but it's because they're deeply insecure. And if you can't take the opinions of a few people in the villa, what's it gonna be like when you know if you you give into temptation and you and you search your name on Twitter and see what people have been saying about you for the past eight weeks? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a mess for her, mm-hmm. an absolute mess. 100%. On a lighter note, we mentioned <laughs> earlier uh-huh. that we have very diverging tastes in men. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to think of the best way to do this, but maybe we should use the men from Love Island and our barometers for our attraction. Oh, you're going to hate me. Um, let me think. I mean, I've already heard most of the men that you like. With... God. You know who my favourite is, though? Like, look, as in just attraction wise. Go on. Brett. He, just, he was in there for a week. You know the twin? Yeah. I think he's gorgeous. Like, 
absolutely. When you went to the villa, people were just clowning. They were saying, "Oh, it looks like a posh, a posh Ben Chilwell," or they were saying it looks like um, Lord Farquhar. Lord Farquhar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think because of the way he looks, or everyone assumed he was going to be like a raging Tory, and he's not. He's completely opposite. Um, but I think he's really sweet. Like he's got a really nice temperament. Um, he's kind of he's kind of cute in an attractive way, not cute in a oh you know like a fucking like a little brother way kind of thing. Like, I think I think it's really attractive, and he's a bit different. And he's intelligent, but I'm I'm a fan. Um, not for me. Who else in there? I think like Toby. He's not really he doesn't really do it for me, but I think he's I can see why people find him attractive. And I he's actually I think my favorite contestant just this year, just as a person. Um, he's a, he's a great laugh Toby as I like him. Who also thinks attractive in the <laughs> until he speaks Jake, actually. You're gonna hate me for that, but uh... <laughs> I think he looks good and he's he's like thick and like five foot six, but uh personality-wise, no, but like uh physically, yeah. Over to you. <laughs> oh god. Jake might be my least favorite contestant. I'd say almost pretty much of all time on the in the villa. <laughs> I think like every, every time it's on screen every time it's weak it's like my, like I have a physical reaction like physical eek like revulsion like I couldn't have like I, I, I don't think I could even pretend to be friends with him but it, like, really? it makes my skin crawl that's because it's fucking gross what the way he looks or the way he acts when like when I first saw him oh, god <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't see past. Oh, it's mainly the way he acts, but I mm. can't see past that now. I can't see past the way he acts. Mm. All I can see is just like him and what fucking Liam with their just like obsession, like the pathological obsession with fucking like what what slim, blonde, black one hair, blue wide, blue wide women. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Island at the start. I think there's been less talk now that everyone's covered up. Obviously, at the start, that's, that's all everyone kept going on about was blonde hair. It was Jake particularly actually mm. blonde this, blonde that. And the way he did, the way he did, the way he talked about women, the way he described them, it's like a horn dog, isn't it? It was, mm. it was gross. It was gross. And the way, yeah. and like remember, I've been dipping in and out of Love Island, and from when, from when he was talking about liberty in the first week or so, mm. he was not he was not interested in her. He was not yeah. interested in her, and he made he made the classic mistake that you make in um, reality TV, where you say something different to in the diary room that you say out in the villa. Yeah, it came out to bite him. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> um, he made that classic classic mistake. But all those things put together, and I find him genuinely revol- revolting. <laughs> um, the other other guy in it that um. Who is it from the past? I had an Anton that Anton that you like that that equally was like cringe, like cringing. Like he was just goofy though. I thought he wasn't a bad person. So he was, he was a bit bitchy at times, but I thought I, I thought he was good looking. No, like he's he, he a goofy. Like, just looking at him just made me feel uncomfortable. Like made me feel like I need a shower. Man, wow. <laughs> so who do you like in the villa? So in the villa now. Tyler, he's too tall for me. I can't mm-hmm. be dealing with a six foot six man. Yeah, this, yeah. Well, like, I think Tyler is gorgeous. I think mean, he's gorgeous. Him and Cav together. Mm. I wish they'd, I, I, I would vote for them to be, I don't think they will win, but I voted to save them last night. Um, yeah. 
I think like on Billy, he's just like so good looking. Just like looking at him on, on TV. <laughs> You're gushing, but <bloody> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's that like, he's like the type of person that you end up moving mad for, man. <laughs> I kind of I see it, but don't see it. Um, but yeah. Um, there was my, my ultimate bay was Mike, you know, Garnet and Mike, Mike Boltang. Oh, the police, the police, yeah, the, yeah, the fed, him. Mm. He's like, <laughs> he's like the sexiest, the sexiest man, anyway. I'm like, saying the time. I do say it all the time, yeah. Like, everybody knows that my everyone, everyone knows what my feelings about Mike. No, not all the time, at the time, because I, I, I didn't watch at the time, yeah, at the time. I didn't, um. I didn't watch that season because it was in winter. I was like, this is a bit too soon. It was only a few months ago when the last one finished. But yeah, who else do I find attractive? Because like I was like, they're all conventionally good looking. I guess I've always found Love Island in general. There's not really many men I find attractive in there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen often. The only put like so this thing, the only person I genuinely thought, oh my god, you're attractive is, is Brett. Yeah, I know you damn, but but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So like, like from, oh, yeah. no, I don't like I don't like men who are like just so pristine, like you know, mm-hmm. like so pretty looking. I like That's men a, yeah. with facial hair. Who look normal, like kind of regular. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like men with facial hair. I like men. I like guys who are a bit stockier than me. Mm. They have like broader shoulders than I do. Yeah. So like the type that I'm attracted to, I I don't think I'm gonna find in the villa. Yes, I think they always. It's always like you know, everyone's got like a six pack to some extent or something, which doesn't. Nothing, six pack does nothing for me at all. Like it never really has done either. Yeah, I mean, you can have a six pack. I'm that like, complaining. Like, I can do my washing on not have this if, um, if you need. <laughs> but, but no, I, I just don't. Yeah, and like I, I said, I, I think for me, the way someone acts is just way more important than the way they look. Mm. So like, I feel like because I could think I could meet someone. And be like lukewarm about them, but unlock and then warm up to them. Mm-hmm. But if someone is good looking, but like I just can't vibe with you, then like there's literally no way, no way it's at all. True, yeah, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna be the kind of person to say, oh, you know, it's all that personality because it isn't. I need to be attracted first of all, for sure. Yeah. However, looks is only the beginning, essentially. Yeah, and I've come across guys in the past who I probably wouldn't look at twice. But then the personality has been like, oh, wow, you're actually really attractive because of your personality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you, if it, if it comes to case of just rain people on at first sight, you can only really go on looks really and like, you know, talk a bit maybe to kind of get a sense of what they're like as a person. But it takes time for like actual attraction to grow, I think. And actual mm-hmm. attraction comes from a personality. Um, but yeah. like, it's not attraction. You can have attraction right away, but it's like a connection. But they, see, they're, they're kind of too, they're too heavily linked in my mind, though, you know, because I think attraction is its connection and it looks together, well, in my head anyway. Whereas I can say someone, oh, someone's really hot, but I don't find them truly attractive until you know what the personality is like as well. Unless I'm drunk, of course, that's different. But like, if I'm like sober, <laughs> I, need, I need both components, I think, to work out if I do actually find someone attractive properly. What do I think? I still think that the two should be. I think the two should be separated in your mind. But I think mm. that, like you know, when people say it was love at first sight, it was stupidness that I don't believe in. I can't I relate. What, what is love at first sight? I, don't, I can't believe. It. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> love at first sight to me doesn't exist. 
what is interested your attraction to someone that like mm. how physically how physically attractive you find them have lust at first sight for sure for sure yeah, oh, oh for sure definitely yeah. Yeah. but like love is love is love is to me is different to that that like, love <laughs> is like a like a combination of what like intimacy communication and like well and like the whole like romance thing it's not just like you're, like, you're not going to get that just from having a glance over at someone it's stupidness yeah it happens in Barbara Cartland novels in it or <laughs> <other>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I'm genuinely trying to think of other love island men that I've, that I've, I've been attracted to and I'm, I'm there, really struggling there's not been many for me I can think of like past big brother contestants that I find attractive just because you get to see more of the personality but in love island it's the problem with Love Island is that everyone tries a bit too hard to look good, and that's why it isn't attractive. Because mm-hmm. the most attractive people look good as a as it's the byproduct that they're attractive, like physically, mm-hmm. not because they spend lots of time in the gym or because they're they're really well groomed or they have like a, a like a nicely curated Instagram post. When it, when people try too hard to look good, it's not it doesn't hit so much. Like that's why I find regular regular people more attractive than like you know people who are famous or um like I've always I've always said to you um as well. Or have I actually? I've said to other people, but I rarely find like movie stars attractive or actors. Mm-hmm. Rarely find actors attractive. For me, it's usually sportsmen because at the end of the day, they're like their main priority is playing sports, and then they're attractive as a byproduct kind of thing, and yeah. that's why that's why I'm drawn to them. Whereas people yeah. who anyone like models, sports people, people whose job it is to look good, it doesn't really hit. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if Anthony Joshua was like a model, I just can't. He'd still be obviously he'd still be attractive, but you know just. He's attracted because he's Anthony Joshua, not because he's famous. Like. Yeah, but like because he's Anthony Joshua, it don't. I think it does take a bit of the shine away because like he's just so famous. I guess, but I don't know. There's one time he was on the Graham Norton show, like wearing literally just wearing black trousers and a tight white shirt. I was like, oh my god! I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what can you do, man? All I can do is gawp. Like literally, just like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Anthony Joshua for sure is one. I always say, you know, Winston G. Did you watch um, Black Panther? Yeah, I think I follow him a little bit. Um, he's quite, he's quite stocky, isn't he? Like, mostly stocky. Yeah, he is. Is he British as well? I forget. Was he American? He's, I think he's, he's um, Caribbean. I think it's like he's from a small. I think he's from a small island. Let's have a look. I remember what he looks like. I can he's, see it though for sure. He's too tall. Like he's too tall. Like, I mean, I mean, in what world are we going to meet? But like, oh, he looks. He's got oh, he's got a lovely symmetrical face. <laughs> he's, yeah, I, I'm really attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Who else? I always say my um, Oscar Isaac, the actor. Oh, he's your type, isn't it? Actually, look, I'm picturing my head now. And I can see it. Do you like these olive skinned dudes in it? <laughs> olive skin and stocky I kind mm. of I can see why it doesn't, for me personally not but I can see why you like him I guess um, mm. we just have that to such, a, to such a different taste yeah for, you know because actors for me like not so much now but I was obsessed with Michael Fassbender at one point again oh, see, no see, that's like a complete no for me come on Ainsley, him as Magneto he made that role sexy Jesus Christ. No, no, <laughs> like, no, I'm, not, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not doing this. 
Oh, right, talk, talk, right, talk. We need to find someone that we both agree on, so we can both agree on anti Joshua. But I, I feel like <laughs> everyone agrees with that. No, you know the test will be to find a white dude that we both find thinks attractive. That's true. <laughs> I can't really. I'm trying. To, who are you going to think of? It's going to be sports people, though. You know, footballers. And I know we're not going to see eye to eye on that. Have you seen? Um, have you heard of Hector Bellerin? Um, he's too pretty, you know. That's the thing. He is a bit pretty. He's not usually my type. But he got sort of swag, but like he not. He, he is. I think. Play. Yeah, I'd, he's it's one of us. I'd want to hang out with him, kind of thing. He he does seem kind of cool, but he's too pristine, though. I think, especially for a footballer. Mm-hmm. But he like he seems like a laugh, though. But I don't really see him like that. Okay. Um... I think it will probably be best if you have to pick the people I have to say. Because not anyone I pick, you're gonna be like, no. But um... that's not true. Nah. Well, it is true. That's not, that's not true at all. <laughs> no, I can't. No, I'm, I'm trying to think specifically of white men that I would think are attractive and that you will also agree, but I can't really. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like sports people. What do you think of Djokovic? Absolutely not. I don't find him attractive, but as in like on face value, but the way he kind of carries himself no. is moderately attractive. I wouldn't say he's hot, but like I can, I can, I'd see why people see it. It's a no from me. Sports <laughs> <laughs> people. Footballers, um, to be fair. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of footballers as well. I mean, like Loftus Cheek, obviously, everyone, but everyone thinks he's attractive as well. Like, yeah, and he's black. He's mixed race, and he Well, is he mixed race? I believe so. I've, I've looked him up once. I'm sure his mom's from here, I think. Um, I know that, actually. He looks black. He, if you said he was black, I'd believe him. I would think he had like one mixed race parent and one black parent. Let me yeah, just yeah, 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 that, 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 yeah. That, that would one. See, someone's. Uh, I've just put attractive football players in the UK. And who, okay, I'll read the quick list here. All right, who's come up? So some of them I agree, and some of them just like, no, but I'll read, I'll read the whole thing and you can let me know what you think. Jack Grealish, Reeves nope. Sterling, Sterling, nope. Rashford, nope. John Stones, no. Harry Kane, <laughs> absolutely not. What? Are you trying to name, are you trying to name the England lineup? What? No, this is what he's coming up. Saka. Too young in it to be fair. Yeah, Henderson, Jordan he Henderson, and Ben Chilwell. So from this bridge, who would I say is attractive? Jack Greenish, he doesn't do it for me, but I can, I can see it. Raheem Sterling, definitely. Especially when I saw him live in um I don't know if we'll make on the show, but when uh, he came, when Man City came here to play Newcastle and seeing him like live, I was like, wow, he's attractive. Like mm-hmm. um just seeing him in person. Um, yeah, he's got a boot. He's got a back off on him, you know. Jesus <laughs> Christ! But it looks big on camera, but in person, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rashford. I don't find attractive in the slightest. John Stones, I can see it. Like Harry Kane, Ainsley, you're gonna cuss me out, but he, he, 
you know what it is? Do you remember the okay, this again, this won't make the episode. Do you remember the dude at my old workplace who I was low-key obsessed with? Yeah. He looks like a slightly better looking version of Harry Kane. I think that's the only reason why I like Harry Kane. Because literally they look alike. They they could be like brothers or, or like cousins, but he looks yeah. a bit better. But Harry Kane, I can kind of see it. And he's kind of like ugly attractive. Saka Saka's cute, but he's 19 years old. You know what he I mean? Tri- like, he's a child, yeah. Jordan Henson, I can see it, but he's a bit clean cut. Ben Chilwell, yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's, we need to wrap up here, but Love Island started. But I'm just like, um, right. So, thanks for listening to another episode, guys. We are Black Boy Joy Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at BLK Boy Joy Pod. On Instagram, we are, remind me, Andy, what's our Instagram handle? Black Boy Joy Podcast, I think it Something is. Like that. You'll find this man, just type in the search engine. Um, <laughs> we're available on Spotify, Anchor. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, as ever. If you do listen to Apple Podcast, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Um, you can contact us at blackboyjoypodcast at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we are. Any feedback we're, we're happy to receive, anything you want to know about the show, anything you'd like to talk about, um, very approachable. Happy to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys, and we will speak to you. Oh, wait. Thanks for listening Thanks. to another episode, guys, and Thanks. we will see you next time.